Hey, this is Mike from Theology on Mission podcast. On January 23rd, 2021, from 9 a.m. to noon central, Fitch and Hugh Halter are doing a webinar on contextual and incarnational church planting. Again, January 23rd, 2021, 9 a.m. to noon central. It is free, but you got to register because we are limiting the number of participants. So check it out at seminary.edu backslash church planting webinar or follow us on our social media pages, um, Facebook in particular, and we'll be sharing the details there. All right. Thanks for listening. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Theology on Mission podcast. And uh, you need to know, we've had some technological difficulties. It's 11.41, and we started this at 11. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, we can blame it on COVID-19. We can blame it on me, because I'm definitely techno-deficient. I don't think it's it's your fault. We would never blame it on you, Mike Moore. But nonetheless, folks, here we are back. Theology on Mission, uh, sorry, Theology on Mission podcast, (laughs) where theology meets the questions of culture, mission, and engagement. I think I just uh, screwed up our... Close enough. I think think people know it at this point. I think we know it at this point. Uh, So, Mike Moore, it's good to be back with you. Uh, It's post-Thanksgiving. I I hope you had a good uh, COVID-19 Thanksgiving. Yeah, as good as as you can have one. How about you? Have one. Uh, it was me, Max, Rayanne, the dog, and one guest, Jim Poole, and we had a great time. Nice. Uh, but I did miss mom. I did miss my sister. I did miss family. Uh, I suppose uh, you feel the same. Yeah, yeah. We, we got to see some people, but it was not very long. And it was from a distance, so not the way that we always like to celebrate. Yeah, but you know what? I've kind of gotten into uh, you know doing FaceTime calls. Yeah. And- and uh, I, we did some FaceTime calls with people we haven't talked to in like 20 years. Nice. 20 and years. And then I started giving my mom play-by-play FaceTime calls on putting up the tree. And it kind of gave me an excuse just to sit on the couch with the dog and, and watch Rayanne do all this marvelous work with lights nice. on the tree. So all in all, COVID-19, you know, stinks. But we are coping and learning some new things. And it sounds like you're uh, celebrating Christmas a little bit by putting a Christmas tree up. Yes. A little, uh, little premature, some would say. This is a segue to uh, the topic for our <laughs> podcast today. And so, Mike Moore, can you uh, introduce the topic? Oh, yeah. It's based off of uh, an article that Dave just published this morning, hot off the press, everybody, uh, I, I'll give the title, Advent for, quote, the rest of us, end quote, avoiding exclusion, welcoming wonder. Yeah. Oh, I like the title and I can't take credit for the brilliance of that title entirely. Helen Lee from the wonderful staff of, of course, and the wonderful editor of the Missio Alliance Writing Collectives uh, came up with that title. But uh, thank you, Helen, by the way, if you're listening. Uh, that'll add to our number of listeners if you are. That'll be six <laughs> listeners. Anyways, uh, uh, but let's start out by just recognizing that um, I think a lot of younger ex-evangelicals, 
like uh, you, okay. um, not me, uh, have discovered uh, the li- historic liturgies of the church. You know, we were raised in, uh, I don't want to get anybody mad at me, but there was some thin lyric mega church band worship. And uh, I used to call that feel good pep rally worship. Yeah. 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 The book, the great giveaway, but um, there has been, I mean, I'm not criticizing mega church right now, mm-hmm. but I am acknowledging that there was just this huge move 20 years ago uh, of, of young evangelicals having grown up in that kind of worship who wanted something deeper, hungered for more substance, wanted more formation yeah. uh, in their life with God, to God, glory and praise and thanksgiving and receiving of God at the Eucharist and so forth. That liturgy has become, I don't want to, uh, this is probably not the best way to say it, but mm-hmm. liturgy has become a thing for younger ex-evangelicals. Do you know any younger ex-evangelicals <laughs> that fall into that category, Mike? Uh, I, I pr- probably probably a hundred, a couple hundred, uh, probably the churches I've pastored, uh, my, myself to a degree. You know, I, I grew up in a church and we, we did, we actually did Advent and Good Friday and Easter Sunday and Christmas. But any talk of Epiphany or Pentecost, Christmas tide. There was just no language around uh, liturgy. So in part, I'm one of those evangelicals that's found the um, Canterbury Trail, as the late, great Bob Weber would say. Yes. And uh, of course, let's give all credit to Bob Weber for leading a lot of us. I mean, this this is before your time. Yeah. Some of us were going to Wheaton College, like me, uh, learning from Bob Weber and, mm-hmm. and very interested in some of the things he was trying to say. And then, then he did all that work all the way up until the time when he was at Northern Seminary, where you yeah. and I are both employed at the current time. Mm-hmm. So it's out of that, that move uh, to liturgical uh, worship, that the calendar, the uh, the church calendar took on new meaning, new life for my sense of things, myself, my experience of God. You know, it really was amazing. But it's out of that space that um, Advent, I'm, I, I would like to, I would like us, you and me and anybody out there listening, to discuss and think about and reflect on Advent. Um Let's recognize the good things about Advent before I get into my problem with Advent, <laughs> as it has kind of taken on a new life here amongst ex-evangelicals. Yeah, yeah. So you what, want to celebrate the good things about Advent? Yeah. What? What? What's? Let's talk about what Advent does. It's really an amazing time yeah. when when Christians learn how to live between the second coming, which usually comes the first Sunday of Advent mm-hmm. and the, the first coming at Bethlehem. And, and we learn how to hope. Yeah. We learn how to stay and wake because God is not in our control. And, and one of the, one of the most um, important things that is so important to my work in general is John the Baptist saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. We got to prepare a way for the Lord to come into our lives because he comes humbly as a child in a manger and you could miss him. And so this idea of making space and preparing space to recognize his presence among us is so key. And we learn it all in Advent. Those are the, yeah, yeah. A few of the positive things. Yeah. I, 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 uh, 
on Sunday, I describe Advent like a Dodge DeLorean. From a back Dodge to the DeLorean? A Dodge. <laughs> wow. It, it, it's a little tip of the hat to Back to the Future because Advent takes us back to the first coming of Jesus, but it also takes us forward into the second coming. Oh, of, dude. dude of Christ. Did you that in my next year's sermon? Use though? it. Use it. <laughs> Dodge <laughs> DeLorean, yeah, that's a great idea. What, what? Tell us a little bit more about what you appreciate, or what, how it, how Advent as a uh, time of formation before Christmas has uh, been a good thing for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think I think it's Fleming Rutledge that says Advent starts in darkness, and I think for me, I've I've appreciated Advent's focus on uh, the fact that we need something outside of ourselves to rescue us from sin and death and darkness, uh, the season of preparation. Uh, historically in the church, hundreds of years ago, you can see some parallels between Advent and Lent. At least the early church would have somewhat of a, of a Lenten practice around Advent, um, around you know the practices. Really, you know, I mean, Advent really didn't become a thing. The very earliest Advents we right. have recorded are fourth century. Right. But, but there's but there's signs from the early church that they would practice Advent in a way similar to Lent. Um, I, I'm not saying necessarily denying themselves, but um, fostering the the virtues of patience and of hope. So this is one of my complaints right now. You, oh, you, right lay it on me, Mike Moore. This is one of my complaints. Uh, I have noticed uh, the past decade or so that. This this practice of Advent turns into another Lent. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, there's this tendency to scold people. Hey, you can't celebrate <laughs> Christmas. You know, um, we must wait. We must be patient. How dare you celebrate Christmas and cave into all the cultural pressure to make Christmas a month or two long? I mean. <laughs> Even even my wife, and I know she doesn't listen to the podcast or else we'd have seven listeners at that point, but even my <laughs> wife uh, gets mad at me if I turn on the Christmas. My son gets mad. My dog gets mad at me if I turn the Christmas <laughs> music on. You oh, know, really? I, I, I wanted to do it earlier this year. I admit, I was, I was, there's this station on Sirius Radio. Don't get mad at me, people out there. Don't, let's not lose all seven listeners in one podcast. <laughs> but they get mad if I turn the music on, the Christmas music early. I love Christmas music. Frankly, yeah, I might, but anyways, it's that attitude that I, I kind well, let's make it another ascetic, dark, uh, sad, uh, uh, um, depressing experience. Do we really need another Lent? <laughs> I was well, but for the record, I was not saying that. I was saying that there are some similarities, but I'm uh, but I'm not saying they're the same, and that we should do the same thing. Okay. Well, I'm I'm breathing a sigh of relief right now. Um, but, I but, am. But you're criticizing kind of this like liturgical purity. Yeah, I call them the liturgical police. There's a few of them at our church. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> and uh uh you know uh i i am sympathetic to the church being this this place of resistance to consumer and culture all around us yeah. in fact i think that's one of the reasons why i was so um on board with bob weber and the whole liturgical turn 20 years ago uh life on the vine the church my wife and i planted over 20 years ago now it's hard to believe Mm -hmm. Oh no! Just about twenty years ago, uh, 
we we had to slowly introduce liturgy and the reasons why liturgy in the backdrop. I mean, we were 10 or 15 miles from Willow Creek and right. Harvest Bible Chapel, the largest mega churches in, in Chicago suburbs, at least. And so, um, you know, I'm sympathetic with that, but I fear that we're, we're kind of moving towards this other extreme. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's scold people. Let's take a better than thou attitude and chase people for, for buckling and tell them they got to buckle down and not enjoy the, the secular Christmas season. Sure. So sure. I, you know, right now there's a whole bunch of uh, Anglicans out there who are about ready to, you know, chop my head off. Yeah. It's, flip the table on you. Yeah. They're about ready to. Well, execute. I ask you, what's the, what's the problem with, you know, liturgical purity or, or what's the problem if people want to uh, observe Advent in a way that they're waiting until, until Christmas. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, first of all, I want to push back that, uh, that, you know, we have to be careful, especially on Sundays on, on the day uh, excluded from fasting days. And if you were, if we were in Lent, but we got to be careful mm -hmm. to recognize <clears throat> that Jesus has come. We are actually living post his first coming. Um, and his risen presence is very much among us, especially as we celebrate the Eucharist on Sunday. So, uh, but I fear that we miss, first of all, that we miss the experience of, you know, love, faithfulness, hope, uh, peace, presence, uh, all these great Advent virtues I fear we miss them if we are pressing the aesthetic, uh, um, the uh, harsher uh, disciplines of Advent in in depriving us of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So that's my one. I really do believe Advent is different than Lent, and I'm sure yeah. we're going to get a, call, a couple of calls, and some liturgical scholars are going to want to come on, and I think we should have them on if we can get them on before Christmas, uh, and we should. <laughs> like engage this because my read is there's something else much different going on in ad. But my, my other, and, and this is where I want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, my other concern is that this is a turnoff. I think there's a hung. I, first of all, we have this excess Christmas culture in our secular culture. Sure. We have, uh, you know, um, this, this Christmas culture that kind of pays heed to a time in the past, maybe less secularized by the rules of secularity, where we could recognize Jesus as the center of the world. Well, we don't have that anymore. But yet we have all these people hungering for more than mm -hmm. just than just the the vapid celebration. Oh, I want to be with family, but our families are really screwed up. Right, oh, right. I want to be with people and I want to have joy, but I really, the only thing I know how to celebrate is I made more money this year than last year. We have all these secularized, empty uh, uh, rituals hmm. that are paying kind of a, that are haunted by yeah, yeah, yeah. the past of Christmas, but there's no Christmas in the sense that we know. Uh, because we who know Jesus Christ know what makes 
relationships possible, what makes joy mm. possible, mm. what makes renewal and transformation and hope in the midst of some very gloomy times possible. And so why not, instead of scolding people, why not um, engage people by having some parties which which give testimony? Yeah. Yeah. The light of Christ in our lives, what he's done mm. for us this past year, how we've seen him in the darkness. Why not have some? Yeah. Problems? Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me, Mike? Moore? Um, I am. I am with you. I think you're maybe referencing some Charles Taylor there, but I think, I think haunting and Advent, those go hand in hand. Interesting. There, there should be like a haunting in Advent in the sense that during Advent, you know, even this past Sunday, or if you've been reading the daily lectionary this week, we're reading all these prophecies that point forward to the truth that that light is imminent, right? So this month during Advent, we're celebrating that light is coming and we should be able to gather people to give testimony to the peace, the love, the joy, the faith that comes through Christ. Four candles about anyways. Right. Right. So, so even for those who are, you know, liturgical purist, you have to recognize that, this whole month we're reading prophecies that point forward to Jesus' first coming and his second coming. And that gives us reason, I think, in our liturgy, but beyond our liturgy to the culture at wide to say, hey, we know, we know what real joy is. We know what um, love looks like in the fellowship of the triune God and to, to draw people in to celebrate those things. So I'm on board 100%. I think the world is haunted and, and desires to have somebody, the church, lead them into fellowship with the Jesus. Yeah, uh, we used to have, uh, well, it's still at Life of the Vine, the church that Brian and I planted 20 years ago. We have an annual Christmas gala, which always happened on the Friday before second Sunday of Advent. Yeah. And uh, what we got up and we did, and one of the things we did was we just shared where uh, we had seen light in the darkness yeah. in yeah. our lives. We, we shared testimonies. We, we, we toasted people who had been impactful relationally and showing love of Jesus in our lives. And I believe that was just a great time to invite people to a Christmas gathering. We can call yeah. it a Christmas gathering. Oh, my goodness. It's not. You can't say the word Christmas before Christmas. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. But <laughs> this is the time when the world is turning on Christmas music, but they don't know what it's about. Right, right. And in that way, you're actually calling people, it's somewhat prophetic, but you're calling people to recognize this is what it means to be human. This is where God is in the world and God is coming, right? Like God is coming. That's what we're celebrating right now. God is coming. This is the best time of the year. So anyways, I'm not getting down on Advent and I'm not getting down on, so, so one thing, can I just remind us now? I did a little research. I, I in the past I've done. I hope my research is up to date. If not, all you Anglicans out there whom I love so much can call me up and give me heck for this. But um, <laughs> Advent actually was the last of the great uh, Christian seasons, church right. seasons implemented in the church calendar, and and Easter was first. Lent was right there with it. Easter tide followed. Epiphany, of course, came uh, very clearly. But Christmas and Advent came later. Um, you know, the Roman Empire, this is all in an article I wrote that's posted mm. on Miss You Alliance, by the way, folks. So you don't have to take notes on this. Just find it there. But when the Roman Empire became Christian, when, when Constantine and Theodosius and all those people 
actually sponsored uh, Christianity as the state faith. Christ, supposedly, Christmas was established to coincide with the Feast of Somalia or the, or, um, I'm sorry, Saturn, Saturnalia, okay, and celebrated the solstice, right, when when the date when the sun returns. It was actually, right. I think, a heat, a very pagan practice. Yes. Um, Likewise, uh, lighting a candle or a, a tenenbaum, a tree, in various Euro cultures were assimilations to Euro uh, pagan uh, rituals. So really what Advent was at its core was an attempt to engage the culture yeah. with the way Jesus comes. I mean, I might be overstating it now, uh, but uh, I guess the way I put it in, uh, let me see, the way I put it, Advent season was birthed to engage, expose the lacks, and deepen the cultural practices mm -hmm. that were surrounding the church yeah, at good. the time. And I'm talking about the West development of the Western church. So it seems to me, why can't we have both? I'm talking about Advent formation for Christians. And Advent as a way to engage our culture that's looking for something more. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's do this. Hmm. Um, now, um, at the very end, I, I, so I, I suppose people are looking for suggestions. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what does that look like in, in 2020? Right. And, and uh, uh, what, do you have a suggestion, Mike Moore? Yeah, I'm trying to think about what we're planning on doing because I, I think about it, well, probably from your influence, I think about it with some concentric circles. Like, what are we doing in our home? What are we doing in our church? What are we doing in our neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are some things that we're doing in our neighborhood. Um, for example, we, th this nursing home, there's a couple of nursing homes that we work with around here um, that are really low income and they've been hit hard by the pandemic. So we're doing something as simple as getting our neighbors and we're going to sing Christmas carols. This is before Wait, Christmas. You're going to sing Christmas carols before Christmas. Yeah. I'm Outside, gonna, you know, we support you to this Christian reform liturg liturgical <laughs> police. They, they do exist. <laughs> they do exist. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sing Christmas carols and we'll light some candles um, before, before Christmas. Um, I mean, that's just one practical thing I can think of. It's a little, it, honestly, it's a little hard right now because we can't gather people. Um, yeah, that's one, so, one thing that we're doing. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I I love it, and and I think it's really hard to do this. You know, Advent twenty twenty is going to be just as weird as Thanksgiving twenty twenty, right? And, and all the other COVID nineteen related uh, problems that we have, but. Uh, and, you know, most of us, including our own church, can't even meet together for a candlelight service this year. Mm -hmm. uh, our, our church has decided not to do it. We're meeting in very small groups. But, you know, if, let's talk about going forward. Uh, we always had a gala. Yeah. A Christmas gala. Mm -hmm. I already mentioned it. And it was a moment to invite people uh, to, quote, unquote, a Christmas gathering. We would call mm -hmm. it this gala, even though we would recognize and by the way, Life in the Vine still does it. Advent and all the themes of Advent, all the characters, you know, Mary receiving uh, in the great uh, Magnificat or, or John the Baptist or, or Zechariah and Elizabeth or 
all the great scenes of Christmas that point to us receiving and opening yeah. our lives to God mm-hmm. and then giving, te- we, we didn't call them testimonies. We just call them toasts, but people could hear and experience through other people's stories and celebrate and toast and be festive and yeah. celebrate. I'm sorry. I have no problem celebrating <laughs> during Advent. I'll call yeah. it in the, Advent for the rest of us is what I called it. <laughs> uh, here's another idea. I, I think I actually learned some of this from you, from your churches, but Advent is my favorite time of the year for Christian art. There's a lot of like creative renderings. Um, you know, we, we have this, we have this great icon in our, in our apartment. Have you seen this uh, pregnant Mary who's like hugging Eve and no. Eve has her, Eve has her hand on Mary's, you know, belly. Um, and I, and I think your church has also done some things with, you know, public art out in the front of your congregation in the past, but I think that, I think that's an opportunity to engage people. Um, there's some art, especially if a church is gifted in, in that, in that way. And if you have artists who have ways of visually representing, uh, what's going on with Christmas. Yeah. And even the smallest of gatherings this year, folks, so many people are hungering because of COVID-19, for, for being with people, uh, little gatherings, safe gatherings, last uh, mm-hmm. gatherings. You were describing to me the small family gathering you had at Thanksgiving and how you kind of kept your distance and did all this. And did. I'm wondering if there are ways we can get together with people and just share the blessing of a physical presence yet yeah. and say, yeah. this is the Jesus who has come into our world to be with us and celebrate Christmas with some yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. We're, hey, we're, we're still doing, we have a little side yard here. We're still doing, we, we do Eucharist every Sunday at one o'clock. Anybody from our, any of our neighbors can gather. You know, we have an Advent wreath. We like the Advent. We pass out. Dude. People, you know, people people bring their elements. Um, but I mean, just something small like that. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I hope everybody has a great Advent. You know, I think we're in this time we are in a time of waiting. We are in a time that requires enormous patience. But let's celebrate who Jesus is and how he comes to be with us. And uh, by the way, I want to say maybe we should do another podcast here uh, before the end of Christmas. I know we've been yeah. not be being able to do this as much as we normally do, mainly because of COVID. Uh, right. But let's talk about the great reset of the church that mm-hmm. we think that I believe is, is happening and going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Come out the other side, hopefully April, May, June, uh, this coming summer. Well, that just about wraps it up unless you've got something else to say today, uh, Mike. Nope. That's it. Um, I don't think we have anything to promote. Well, you're doing a webinar, but that's a month plus away. Well, we can tell people, uh, I'll be posting on Facebook Mm -hmm. or, uh, Twitter, Fitchest, F-I-T-C-H-E-S-T, one word. Uh, but we're doing a, a, a webinar with our good friend, Hugh Halter, yep. the future of church planting. We're going to be kind of describing some of the mechanics of, a, of and some of the challenges of church planting post-Christendom, really, mm-hmm. post-Christianized world. Uh, we invite you all to come to that. Do you remember the date right now? It's in January. I think it's January 23rd from 9 a.m. to noon central. On a Saturday, yeah. Yeah, on a Saturday. It's going to be great. It's going to be free. Uh mm-hmm. And we're really going to have, we're really going to try to make some connections with 
with people on church planting practice. But okay. uh, anyways, that's next year. Let's uh, stay in, in, in Advent season. Let's celebrate. Let's look for <laughs> God in Jesus at work all around us. Uh, that's it for today. Over and out. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, hope, yes. Maybe we'll have another podcast before Christmas, but we can't Yeah, promise. let's hope so. Yeah. Till then, blessings, everybody. It's uh, Dave Fitch and Mike Moore, Theology and Mission, over and out. Yeah.